0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Truck. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. Let's go on! Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. This and Brandon Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Daniel Garcia, and on this episode, we are jumping on Instagram Live right now. Um, you can always follow us at Halo underscore Haven. Um, but I haven't done the Instagram Live in a little bit. Obviously, last week, I had Red on. Um, I think a week before that, oh, I can't remember it's been so long, but anyways, I feel like I haven't done one of these Instagram lives in a while. So angels are pretty much down to the last week and a half of the season. They are finishing up the series right now with, uh, uh, Houston today and tomorrow. And then obviously the weekend you have Seattle in town and then they hit the road for the last week of the season. So like I mentioned before, we are on Instagram live right now. And if you have questions on Instagram live, go ahead and put them, um, in the comment section, But haven't done this in a while. And I feel like talking to uh, last episode, if you did not listen to last episode, I really recommend going there and listening to my conversation with Red Bollinger of MLB.com. Talked about a lot of great stuff, uh, not only for this season and kind of like what happened this season with the injuries and all that stuff, but kind of going into the future, what the Angels could be doing or, or investing in. So, like I mentioned, if you have a comment, question or anything, um, put it in the comment section right here on Instagram Live. We will answer it. But earlier this uh, today uh, was, say, Wednesday, I put at our, on our um, Instagram if anyone had a question. And so we'll go through those as everything kind of works its way through um, as the questions come up on the actual live stream. So the first question I'm going to bring up. Obviously, um, there's been a lot of young guys that have been called up this year for the Angels, both on offense and on defense. So this first question is, uh, from all the rookies that got called up, who's staying and who's got to go? So I don't necessarily mean – I don't know if they mean got to go like as in trade or as in just, you know, relief or whatever. But there probably is going to be a handful of these rookies that are going to see opening day roster spots next year in 2022. You know, obviously barring injury, barring any kind of crazy setback. So if you want to look at some of the pitchers that we have seen this year as uh in their rookie year, whether it be, you know, a small sample size or anything like that, I think obviously the first one that kind of comes to my mind is Reed Detmers. I think Reed Detmers in this rotation next year is – um. You know, I do expect them to, like, re-sign Cobb. I do expect them to uh, go after another pitcher, maybe two in free agency. So with that being said, I'm not 100% sold that Detmers is going to crack the opening day roster in 2022. Again, this is opening day. Obviously, there's going to be injuries, and you've listened to this podcast enough to know I've said each— pitcher that is in this rotation right now or in this system right now is probably going to see sometime next year because it is very rare for anybody for any um team to go through a whole um season with just like five or six pitchers injuries happen setbacks happen so you need to uh you need to you know obviously have some depth so I'm not sure if Detmers makes the opening day roster, but I do think he is some at some point in that roster. Um, some other ones, Jose Marte, Jackson Junk, I think they start the season in AAA. Packy Naughton, same thing. I think he starts the season in AAA. Chris Rodriguez is very interesting. Because of the in- injuries, I think he starts in AAA. And if you're going to ask me Rodriguez or Detmers that, I think honestly... Now that I sit here and think about it, I would probably put money on Detmers being in the opening day roster before Rodriguez just because of the injury situation. And Hopefully Rodriguez, Chris Rodriguez, gets that all kind of um, situated and is able to make a full comeback this offseason and is able full go um, for next year. Obviously, then you look into the bullpen. Some of the guys that have been in the bullpen this year that have been really good are um, Austin Warren and maybe a little bit less so Andrew Wants. Austin Warren, I think he just came back yesterday, had a great inning. Um again, barring injury and anything crazy, I think he is in this bullpen next season for sure. Um I I can see him being somewhere in the 6th, 7th inning guy, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he is the 8th inning guy right behind um right behind uh, Rosselli Iglesias and we actually even had a question on here um as I was talking about that, about do you believe that the Angels will re-sign Russell? I do. I think they need to. If they don't, then it's going to be a very bad look for the Angels on a number of situations. One, he is working himself up to be one of the top three closers, you know, top three, top four closers in baseball right now, and he's proven it uh, with his outings, with his numbers, and everything. So you have to re-sign that guy. Two. You had a chance to trade him at the deadline. You had a chance to get something in return for him, which if you're going to hold on to him, it's fine. Like I have no problem with it, but you have to make sure you resign him or else you lose out on both the opportunity to get prospects and you lose out on the opportunity to actually have this guy around for the next couple of years. So yes, I do think angels will resign Russell. I think it's in definitely in their best interest to sign Russell. And I definitely think, um, he will be the closer for the Angels starting on opening day in 2022. Upton, Trout, Marsh, Adele, Lagarus, Flower. Who stays? Who goes? Uh, Flow, uh, Flower is gone. Dustin Fowler has gone. Lagarus, I think, is gone. One-year deals. Older guys, I think they're just kind of stopgaps. Adele, Marsh, Upton, and Trout are all coming back. Obviously, Adele and Marsh have shown what they can do when you give them time. Obviously, you've seen the steps that Adele has made over the last season um, from his less than stellar 2020. So I don't think now is the time that you diminish that growth that he has. Upton's going to be here next year, at least in the beginning of the year. And like I said, if you go to our last podcast and look at or listen to the conversation I had with Red Bollinger, that is something we brought up is Jay up in his situation with the angels, obviously going into 2022, he is on his last year of his contract. So with that being said, I do believe they give Justin Upton an opportunity to perform. They do give him opportunity to kind of show if he still has that pop. If he still is that bat uh, in the land that they desperately need. But with that being said, if he's slow, if he doesn't, Slow to get things going. If you're just not that same guy, would it surprise me that down the line, if they just DFA him and kind of go the pool holes route? It wouldn't surprise me. that That was something that I can see happening for sure. But if we're talking about twenty twenty two opening day, I would definitely say that um, Upton would be in 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 the in the talk as far as outfield. I don't know necessarily if you're going to start him over Adele Trout in March, but he's going to be there because of the, because of his contract, because of what he's been making. But if he's going to finish the season with the angels, I personally don't think so. Um, but if you're going to say start the season, I definitely think he's going to be there to start the season. Shortstop. Do they go sign somebody or, uh, through trade? This might be very interesting. You're seeing now what the angels, what they kind of been doing for the last whatever month, since they uh, got rid of Jose Iglesias, is put different guys there to see how they can do, whether it be um, uh, Renjifo, whether it be uh, Jack Mayfield. To me, neither one of those guys has absolutely shined to a point to where it's like, boom, he's the next guy or he's the guy for the next couple of years until we get some of these young guys through the system. None of them have shined that bright. Have they've had moments? Yes, absolutely. Each of them have had moments. What I think the Angels will do is if they do sign somebody, it's not going to be one of those top guys. Again, you can go back to listen to the last episode. Red and I actually talked about this more in detail, but I do believe if they do sign, it's going to be someone like on the second tier. I don't think you're going to get Story or Correa or Simeon or those guys, even though they would help this team. I do believe the angels are looking forward into helping this team in the pitching rotation. I think that's where they're going to invest most of their money. And through that they will, um, you know, maybe not go, I, I hate to say, I hate to use the word cheap. I hate to use the word um, frugal, but I do think they might go for a guy that's at a stopgap for one or two years at that shortstop position. I don't think, if you're going to get one of those big name guys, one or two years is definitely not going to be, um, you know, uh, available. Like they're going to want more unless with the CBA and all that stuff kind of happening, they feel pressure and they want a one year prove it deal because they're not getting the deals they want. Then maybe, but I do think shortstop, they're going to do some trades, maybe like secondary trades. I don't not see them making a big splash through shortstop, what does infield look like next year? Obviously, I think three out of the four guys are Locks, Walsh, Fletcher, hopefully with a gold glove under his belt, Uh, Rendon at third. Again, shortstop its going to be the biggest question mark what they do this offseason. Again, Renjifo, Mayfield have shown glimpses of being that guy, being the guy that could... Um, play shortstop. And again, too, with those guys I just mentioned, as far as, you know, uh, Rendon, Walsh, Fletcher, all three of those guys are really, really good at defense. They um, are plus defenders. You don't necessarily need a guy at shortstop that needs to be above and beyond, you know, top of the division, top of the MLB. You just need a guy that can make the fundamental plays not make errors and can just be a guy, you know, I think, and that's where Iglesias really hurt um, the angels is that, yeah, offensively he was hard cold. And I think that could have been, you know, kind of not avoided, but what's the word I'm looking for. That could have been ignored if his defense was to the caliber of, Hey, you make the basic plays, you make the throws, you don't, you know, put this team in a situation where you're throwing the ball away, giving guys extra outs, giving guys extra bases. If they can just find a guy that can play shortstop, be a middle of the road offensive player, but can make the fundamental plays at shortstop defensively, I think that's what they're going to go for. Because again, not only is this infield going to look like the way it is going to be defensively, but you also got to think Walsh, Fletcher, Rendon, Trout, Otani. Those are some major bats, either power or getting on base that you necessarily will have at the top of the lineup that shortstop can, you know, hit at us, you know, in the sixth, seventh hole, eighth hole and be okay. So I don't think they're big. um, They don't need a huge guy, a big name at that shortstop position next year. Um, Great job this year. I enjoyed your live post and perspective. Thank you very much. M2 P2 C2. So I really appreciate that. Uh, thanks for all the content this year. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Again, this is in end of the year. And I know as angel fans, all of us, this isn't where we thought the season was going to go. Where we're, where they're at now, where they're, you know, thought to be at the beginning of the year is obviously a big disappointment, but, and I don't know necessarily if this is recency bias by myself, or, I mean, if you agree, you put, you agree. If you disagree, put, you disagree, but, At this point last year, I do feel like there was a lot more question marks with this team than there is now. You have the emergence of Shohei Otani this time last year. We weren't sure we were going to get with Shohei after the the disappointing year he had last year. You weren't sure what you were going to get out of the pitching staff last year. You weren't sure what you were going to get out of these young guys or even if they would be up next year or how these young guys would respond without having a minor uh, minor league games last year. You see how a lot of these guys respond. Um, Is there still work to do? Absolutely. Is this team a finished product? No, by any means. But if you're looking at what's today, September 22nd, 2021, compared to September 22nd, 2020, I do think the Angels are definitely in a better situation for uh, 2021 and health is going to play a huge, huge, huge role in 2022 because we do need guys to stay healthy and we and and we've seen it this year with trout going down and rendon going down and you know upton you know when he started kind of heating up going down you know we've seen when when we're when this team isn't healthy how much of a drop it is so it's important to build depth it's important to stay healthy as 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 hard as that sounds like a lot of times that's going to be the big thing Do we trade one of Adele or Marsh for a pitcher? I don't think so. I think if they're going to trade for a pitcher, it's going to come to that next tier of prospects. I think with Marsh and Adele, those are your outfielders for the next at least six years. At least six years. With Jordan Adams, and again, I haven't watched a ton of Jordan Adams, but he's like the next outfielder up, I guess you would say. He didn't get past high A this year. I know he was dealing with, injuries and he just wasn't able to get past that high a point so I don't necessarily know where his timetable is if his timetable is you know 2022 then maybe because then you have a, a guy that can come up in the middle of the year and and play that outfield position but I think with the depth of the outfield that we have right now if you get rid of one of those guys now you're asking Upton to be an, uh, uh, a permanent outfielder or or they bring back Lagaris and he's a permanent outfielder which in spots, he's fine. In spots, he's great. Fourth outfielder, he's great. That's the role he is, I think, meant to play, is that fourth outfielder spot. But if you get rid of Joe or Brandon, you now you're putting the guys in roles that they're not equipped for. And I think that's why you hold on to them. If you do trade someone for pitchers, look at some of these, maybe these middle infielders or these younger, uh, these younger outfield types. Like maybe Jordan Adams is the one to go. Maybe, um, you know, uh, Jeremiah Jackson is a, is, is a guy to go guys that are still kind of um, are, are still kind of up and coming, but still kind of a name behind them, but aren't quite there yet. Can a guy like Chris Taylor be a realistic option for shortstop and free agency? I don't see why not. And then if I remember Chris Taylor correctly, he plays multiple positions and we all know Joe Madden loves guys, especially if you're not like the quote unquote superstar type. But if you can play multiple positions, he loves that for matchup purposes or just, hey, let me put this guy here to give this guy um, uh, a day off and all that stuff. So guys that can play multiple positions and one of them is shortstop, I think are always going to be on the on the list, on, on the short list for the Angels to sign for sure. Anyone see JP's article under Fletcher's tweet about Marsh being worth about uh, $28 million on a trade? I mean, the good thing about – some of these guys that got brought up is that now you are able to kind of show out and show up for uh possible, possible trades or possible um, other teams and all that stuff. So, you know, if Marsh does get traded, obviously you're going to get something back. You're going to get a, probably a good pitcher back or, or, you know, an upper pitch. I don't know necessarily if you're getting the ACE unless you bundle more with it, but the thing about trading Marsh, yeah, he's probably worth 28 million on the pitcher, but, that pitcher is probably only going to have what, like a two or three year window where where Brandon could be a six year, seven year starter type. So it's going to be really interesting if they don't get who they want in free agency, then yeah, maybe they are a little more willing to trade uh, some of these high end prospects. But again, they're going to have to fill that position by free agency. Do they feel comfortable with that? Madden has preached defense, defense, defense all year, has made roster decisions based on that getting rid of Iglesias and, you know, Albert to a certain point. So does he do that when Marsh is arguably your best outfielder right now? Even with a healthy trout, Marsh is still probably right up there as your best defensive outfielder. So it would be interesting uh, to see. Start, bench, cut. Rojas, Mayfield, Renjifo. Uh, I will... I will start Mayfield, bench Ranjifo, cut Rojas. Rojas, just because of defensively, I don't necessarily trust him as much as I trust those other two. Um, Rojas is playing the outfield right now. And I guess that shows a lot because if he was in a serious competition for that shortstop position, he would be getting more, you know, um, defensive innings at shortstop or um, working that cycle of guys that are working out at shortstop. Once Joe gets back, once Trout gets back, um, you know, once they have, a, a you know, maybe a fourth outfielder, where does Rojas fit on this team? I don't think he does. So, you know, maybe he gets down to AAA. Maybe he's one of those, like, extra pieces in a trade. Maybe it's headliner A and Rojas is, like, you know, the, the second piece to it. And maybe a team can – can work with him defensively or doesn't mind working with him defensively and can turn him into, you know, a good player. Because bat-wise, it does seem like his bat's coming around. His bat has shown up his this time through or this time in the majors. It's just defensively I am not 100% sold on him. Um, who wins the World Series? If I had to pick a World Series matchup right now, and this is just for me as a fandom, necessarily not who's the best team out there. I would love to see the Brewers um, because I love their pitching staff and it from the AL. Oh, man. Um, the White Sox would be cool because they haven't been there in a while. Um, you know, you, you have a lot of blue bloods almost in the AL right now, with between New York and Boston. Um, Houston's working its way up there as far as being like one of those main guys. Um, man, but you know, I always root for the Rays because they are kind of that underdog team. I know MLB would probably hate it because the ratings probably wouldn't be great, but if, if it's a Milwaukee, Tampa Bay World Series, it, it would definitely grab my attention for sure. I personally feel the Angels should be more willing to part with top five uh, prospects. Lots of our guys that have panned out, like Walsh, weren't even top five. You just don't know what you're going to get. True, true, you don't know what you're going to get until they're in the majors and now that like i said now that joe now that brandon and if you want to talk about five top five prospects now that chris rodriguez now that reed detmers now that all these guys have been in the majors for at least a little bit of time you do have a better idea of who they can be in the minors when they're playing in 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 double a when they're playing single a you're right you don't necessarily know who it is so with that being said like i mentioned before uh jeremiah jackson you know uh uh, jordan adams like those type of guys uh, you know those guys could be up for the trade and, and i i totally understand that because in certain positions like the outfield you are kind of blocked a little bit if you're jordan adams so um you don't you're right you don't necessarily know what you have until they're up we've seen a lot of the prospects come up this year and like i said that's kind of the good thing about how this last month month and a half two months played out for the angels is that you're able to see guys. Some guys aren't ready for the majors, but you can see that they there's something there that they can build upon. Give them an off season. Give them a, give them another you know half of a minor league season, and then if you need the depth, to call them up, you know what you have. But yeah, those guys that probably haven't been able to crack the majors yet, maybe those are guys that are on the trade block this year or this off season. What do you think they are going to going after the off season? Pitching, pitching, and pitching from what I understand. Um, if you look at their piggy bank, and I think I said this before, 80% of their pat, that piggy bank is probably going to go towards pitching, whether it be starters, uh, signing, re-signing Russell, uh, maybe get another bullpen arm. But I can definitely see that their target is going to be pitching, pitching, pitching. Um, is Trout okay? I mean, mentally, seems he is dealing with more than a leg injury to a leg. Maybe. You know, I don't, I don't know. That's a very good question. That's a, that's a legit question. I mean, we're talking about Mike Trout, Superman, Captain America. whatever you want to say, people have said about him, the best baseball player in baseball in this generation. This might be his first his first chance, his first, not chance, his first time in his life where he doesn't bounce back like he thought. He doesn't bounce back like, oh, give me a couple days, I'll be back. To this point in his career, he can say, oh, I'll be back in a couple weeks. And he's been back in a couple weeks because he's felt comfortable with that. Now that he's 30, now he's a little bit older, now that the the tires are a little more worn, he's probably not bouncing back as quickly as he wants. And yeah, that can can deal with you mentally. But the good thing is they didn't rush him. The good news is that the skills of him being Mike Trout are still going to be there. You know, you hope that once spring training comes and he sprints that first time, either you know, from first to third or to go get a fly ball or or anything like that. And the first time he does it and he feels comfortable and he's and he sees, oh, I'm gonna be fine, that that carries him through the rest of the season. So yeah, mentally, I'm sure there's gonna be a little bit of hurdle there, just like you see about guys with Tommy John surgery. There's always that mental hurdle that I have to fully commit to throwing this ball and know that my elbow isn't going to blow up because that's the last thing they remember is me throwing a ball, this pain in my elbow, and now my season's done. So yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of a mental hurdle from there. But after that, I think he'll be back to normal. Maybe they do move him to a corner outfield to kind of lighten his load defensively. But I do think he'll be fine. And honestly, for for an Angel fan, for an Angel fan, why not have a Mike Trout come in and prove it or, or feel like he needs to prove something, like a revenge tour almost. That's almost going to benefit the Angels. It's like, you thought I dropped off here. Let me show you otherwise. So that could be a huge benefit to the Angels going next year. I mean, Trout was already on pace for a huge season this year, and I, I don't know, you know why not. I don't know why he can't do it next year as well um what go, what's going to happen with Upton come next season like I said before I think he starts the season with the Angels because of his contract wouldn't surprise me at all if he doesn't finish the season with the Angels why trade for pitching we just drafted 20 pitcher plus guys this year in the draft we are three to five years away from on the pitching level well the reason why I let me pull it up real quick because Joe Madden in his pregame interview had an interesting comment so I'm gonna pull it up, and this is from, like I said, Joe Madden's pre-game interview with the press, and his quote: "What's your agenda next year? Question uh, mark Is it to participate in the AOS and hopefully possibly make it to the end and play a game in October? Uh, what should never be the that should never be the situation. We have to go get guys who are ready to win right now. So." Those 20 pitchers are going to be great for depth, but they're not going to be ready next year. And by the sound of this, Joe is ready to win now and wants to win now. And I understand it. How cool would it be, Joe, next year, last year of his contract, getting up there in age, how cool would it be for Joe with the Angels, the, the team he came in for, win a World Series, walk out on top? How cool would that be for Joe? So, Joe might have that in his mind and, and wants to make that happen, or at least put this team in a situation where it could happen. And you're not going to be able to do it with the 20 guys you drafted this year. Could you do it with a couple guys coming in spot duties or maybe out of the bullpen? Yeah. But you're nowhere near going to rely on all 20 guys next year to have spots in this, on this MLB roster. No way. So, I think that's why you trade for pitching. And again, training for pitching, as long as you're not giving up your major prospect as your major, you know, guys, I think it's it's a it's, it's a smart move. What are what's our lineup going to look like next year guessing on who we pick up this offseason. Again, I think a lot of the the roster not roster but the lineup is kind of set. And again, you can mess with the order at all but like, you know, how cool would it be have Marsh 1, uh Trout 2 or you can go screw let's go Marsh 1, Otani 2. Trout 3, uh, Rendon 4, um, Walsh 5, Adele 6, 7 could be Stassi or that catching position, 8 will be shortstop, and 9 will, will be like Fletcher to flip the lineup back over. That's a realistic, in my eyes, lineup for next year. And a lot of those guys are going to be the same guys you see this year. So lineup-wise, I don't foresee a lot of change like obviously the shortstop there's gonna be a different shortstop in that lineup but and you add the healthy players back Rendon Trout um then I think that's exactly what the lineup will look like um pitching wise and batting wise pitching wise again I think they re-sign Cobb Cobb had a really good outing this last week coming back from injury with no and the crazy part too with that no rehab start he didn't go to minor leagues and have a rehab start. He did simulated games, which is cool, but it's not the same as a game. And he came out and did really, really well. So I am very confident that Cobb will be here next year as well. So you have Cobb, you have Otani, you have Sandoval. Um, you know, I think they do go after a free agent free agent in the offseason. So that's four right there. And the five and six, again, you're probably going to need six. You know, Suarez has had glimpses. Um you know, maybe they do pick up a secondary kind of free agent pitcher. That's six right there. And then you still have Canning. You still have Berea, You still have Searod. You still have uh, Detmers, Packy, You still have those guys kind of in the wings, just in case someone gets hurt or needs a spot start or anything like that. So, you know, I think you will see some familiar names in that pitching rotation next year. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if you see like two um, new faces somewhere in that Rotation, whether it's at the top of the rotation and get like a front end starter, number one guy, or just get a guy that can give you innings and and can stay healthy, and he's like a three or four. Because remember, angels are going to need six. They've kind of done that this whole year. It's worked well for Otani. There's no reason not to think that it doesn't happen with Otani next year as well. I want to talk about Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform which is free to download and free to use you can talk to other fans athletes and insiders in real time perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news all you need to do is download the spotify green room app free in the ios or android app store create a profile link it to your twitter and join that's it it's that easy to go ahead and check out Spotify Green Room. Do you think they trade for a top pitcher? Ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. And again, you look at some of the prospects. Jordan Adams is the number three prospect by uh, MLB Pipeline. Um, the first two are obviously Reed Detmer, Sam Bachman. I think those guys are safe. You need those guys. Uh, Kareem Paris, Jeremiah Jackson. Um, you know, those are kind of the next guys down. Like if you were to tell me to trade Jackson and Paris for a frontline starter, I would say, okay, because those guys are kind of far away. So who knows, but I, I can see something like that working. How much is Otani going to get? It's going to cost after next year, which going to cost a ton of money, ton of money next year or after next year. I honestly think they go through next year, play them next year to make sure that everything kind of is It's able to do the same thing over again. What Otani is doing, no one's done. And so if he does it again for a second season, that price is going to be up there. And I do think they'll probably want to get a deal done before that last arbitration meeting type of deal. So that's going to be really interesting. But yeah, he's going to cost a ton. Do you see Austin Warren being a part of the bullpen next year? I do. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be like in a quote unquote high leverage situation, eighth inning guy, seventh inning guy, but I do see him in the bullpen next year. He has done nothing but perform. Comes back from COVID, has a simulated game, has some bullpen sessions, comes back yesterday against the Astros. Again, a very good offense and shuts them down. So um, definitely, definitely think Austin Warren is in this bullpen at some point next year, possibly opening day. The big three, considering Otani signs, are going to be 80% of the salary cap. And you're right, well, the the luxury tax, not a salary cap. But, and I, and, and honestly, I think that's why that is why the angels need to hold on to Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele because they are performing, which is a big part it, but they're cheap. Again, they are cheap. They are making, they're making the league minimum right now, which is about 500,000. I believe. And then next year they'll get like a, a small increase. So they'll, they'll maybe be making like 650, 700,000 next year. They're cheap and they're playing well. So with that Otani contract coming onto the books plus Trout plus Rendon, you need cheap, you know, position players otherwise. And I think the youth part of it makes perfect sense. You know, Walsh is cheap. Fletcher did a, re- uh, did a deal, but again, he's not necessarily a huge chunk of the, uh, of the payroll. So I think that's part of the reason why, too, you need to hold on to some of these young guys. They're just cost-controlled, they're cheap, and they're performing well. Um, especially if two, if you're gonna go after a frontline pitcher, you're you know that's gonna come with a big uh, price as well. What's the best pitching option there and available this offseason? What is the best pitching option there is available this offseason? Honestly, I think the best pitcher available free agency wise, it's gonna be Max Serger. Since the trade to the Dodgers, he has been absolutely lights out, and every time he goes out there and has a seven inning, three hit. 10 strikeout performance kind of that price gets a little bit higher and kind of like I was talking before with what is already committed to some of these big guys. Would it be great to have him in an angel uniform? Absolutely. Will he come to LA or come to Anaheim and leave LA? I don't know. Um, That's going to be a big question, but he's definitely probably the biggest name out there uh, for the angels. And honestly, for any team, I don't know any team, regardless of, their situation, whether they're winning, whether they're losing, whether they're in the middle of the the pack, every team is going to at least call in on Max Serger and say, what is his interest? Is he interested? What is it going to cost? And Max is probably going to have a a small list of teams that he wants to sign with. Hopefully the Angels are on that list, but from what it looks like, it's got to be West Coast, and it's got to be a team that is in position to win now. Him being older, there's no reason for him to go to a team that is rebuilding. So the Angels fit the West Coast, obviously. Are they a team ready to win now? That's that's the thing. Is he the last piece to that? And he has to – the Angels have to sell him on that, that he is the last piece to make this team a serious World Series contender. And if they're able to do that, why not? But it has to be able to be sold that way because if you're going to sit there and tell Max that we're two years away, three years away, there's no way he's coming to Anaheim. So that's going to be something that we – um that the Angels need to sit down and, and honestly sell, 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 sell to them. And I, I I think they can really do that. Um, do we pick up Serger or Correa? I, I honestly like I said earlier, Serger pitching just in general will definitely be the main goal for the for the Angels this offseason, you know. Um you don't need a big shortstop right now. You don't look at the the offense. Look at this healthy. Offense, you know. You got Otani, the MVP. You got Trout, multiple MVPs. You're gonna have Rendon, who is an extra base hitting machine. You're gonna have Walsh. You're gonna have, you know, hopefully Joe. You're starting to see a little more power, a little more consistency out of Joe uh, before he got injury. Before he got injured, those are the guys that are gonna carry this lineup. You know you don't necessarily need a Korea, a Seager, a Simeon. Would they help the team? Absolutely. But when you start breaking it down numbers wise, where's the money gonna go? Any guy would like any team would love to have Korea, any team would love to have Seager, any team would love to have uh Simeon. Simeon's probably a you know a top three uh, uh MVP guy, of course, any team would like him. But when you start looking at what it's gonna cost, what you can afford, and what you actually need. The Angels' need for pitching is so much greater than what they need for shortstop. That's just my opinion. Uh, What do you think we do at shortstop then if we don't pick up a big free agent? We probably still go after the free agent market. You still probably have to get a shortstop to compete with some of these guys. Um, You know, obviously, you want to see you will. I personally, this is me personally. You would love. I would love to see Renhefo or Mayfield just absolutely step up and take over that shortstop position with the opportunities they're getting. And they're not necessarily doing that. They are having moments. They are having times where it shows that um, they can be like a a full-time shortstop, but they're not doing it consistently. And like I said earlier in the podcast, you don't need a lot of that shortstop position. You need a guy, and this is where it really hurt Jose Iglesias, because offensively, yes, he was hot and cold. He had moments. Defensively, he was so bad, so bad. I think when he left the Angels, he was like a negative 20 defensive run saved. Negative. And you had Correa on the opposite end where he was like a positive 14 defensive run saved. So obviously positive is better. If you can get this a shortstop that is at zero or plus one, plus two, that's going to be huge for this team because defensively, we already talked about the bats. We already talked about what Walsh and how Fletcher can, you know, hits everything and what Rendon can do offensively when healthy. But let's not sleep on their defense either. These guys, again, Walsh, Fletcher, who hopefully will have a gold glove by next year, and Rendon defensively are really, really good. So you just need a a shortstop. I'm going to put this bluntly you need a shortstop not to fuck it up. That's it. B A good shortstop. You don't need to be a great. And I think that's where they're going to look for in the free agency market is a good one, a, a guy that could be good, but doesn't need to be great because they're going to be surrounded in that infield by good defenders. And again, I would love to see Mayfield and, and, or, or when just take that position and run away with it. And it just has not, I have not seen that yet this year. I have not seen it with opportunities that got hopefully, they can do it. I know Mayfield's a little bit older, so I don't necessarily know if he's going to get better. When he feels still young, and now obviously with, with his whole situation in Venezuela, I have no idea if he's even on this team, actually truthfully, now that I just thought about it. With his whole deal in Venezuela, and for people that don't know, I I haven't read too much into it, but from what I understand, it's like he got divorced and sold some property that, I guess he had a run through his ex-wife for how to get her to co-sign off of it. And he didn't, and he did it without her and that's illegal. And now there's like a warrant out for his arrest, but since he's in the States, they can't come over here and arrest him. But as soon as he sets foot over there, it's going to be a whole different issue. So when he with the angels next year is going to be a really, I don't know what the hell's going to happen with that, but you know, you hope that you wish that someone in the organization would just take that shortstop position, uh, by the balls and just run with it. But it doesn't seem like that's happening right now. Do you think the Angels look for a backup catcher in free agency or do they give a guy like dice a, uh, a chance there? You know what? I just saw an article come out a couple days ago where it says the free agent market for catchers is going to be bad. It's just not going to be a guy out there that's going to be like, there's backup catchers and then there's guys where it's like, Please don't let my 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 primary catcher get hurt because this guy can't catch more than two days in a row, kind of deal. And I think that's where honestly this catching free agency is going to be market's going to be is like, yeah, these guys are going to be good, but they're going to only be good if they catch once every three or four days. So, okay, let me put it this way: the Angels will probably pick up a backup catcher in free agency mark in the free agent pool. Non or give him like a roster invitee to spring training to challenge dice for that for that chance to be the backup. Um, after that, it's going to be who performs best, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring someone in at least a camp to at least challenge thice for that position and not just give it to him here you go on a silver platter, like make him earn it. So that's kind of what I think. I think dice is going to be in the mix, I think they're going to bring someone in to challenge dice for that, but um, there's not a real there's not a good answer at that backup catching position in this free agency market. So you're almost going to have to kind of hit gold or you're going to have to hope that Thais steps up. But I do think there's going to be a, a, an open competition for sure coming into Tempe before that backup catching position. Um, GM solves problems, something maybe I'm not sure <laughs> what that's going to be. Uh, predictions on starting rotation next year. I kind of talked about it a little bit, but obviously with the angels, being a six-man rotation, you need six guys. So obviously, from what we have already in-house, and this is not in any order. I'm not going to say this guy's number one, this guy's number two, or anything like that. But just off the top of my head, going over it, obviously you have Otani. Obviously you have um, Sandoval's earned a, earned it. And if he's completely healthy, he he's earned a spot in this rotation. So you have, so you have Sandoval, Otani, I think Cobb unless he absolutely bombs the next couple times he's out on the mound, I think he gets brought back. I think those three guys are definitely in this rotation next year. So two spots I do believe will probably go to free agents. Um, I do think one of them will be maybe a, a higher guy, a more expensive guy, and a guy, the second guy will probably be an a innings eater type of guy. So that sixth spot, you're going to have a huge – um, I think honestly, you're gonna have a huge competition with some of these young guys, whether it be um Suarez, Berea, Packey, uh, Chris, Chris Rodriguez when he's healthy, uh, Detmers, uh, you know, Jansen Jung. Like, you're gonna have a competition for that, like that six spot, and that's gonna be really cool to see. But, like I mentioned before, you're gonna see all those guys in the majors at some point next year. It's just the way pitching happens, no one goes through a full season with this with just six pitchers. Um in their lineup. There's always injuries. There's always guys being pushed back for this or that. So definitely going to need the, the depth. Um, if Seager ends up a free agent, uh, I have a bad feeling. Artie will once again, go after him instead of pitching. You agree. If it was last year or a couple of years ago, a hundred percent, but what I've seen from Perry this season and some decisions that have been made where haven't been made before, and honestly, like as I've as long as I've been an Angel fan, I have not seen you know something like the pools being released. I have not seen anything like that before with Artie's guys. Like when you know Artie's guys are Artie's guys, you don't you don't you don't see those guys get cut, especially pools. He loved pools, and part of me thinks that's Art um, Perry having Artie's ear. So if it was a couple years ago, I would say yeah. I, but I think this year Perry has. Artie's trust to make that decision. And and Perry, we trust, or at least I trust. So could it happen? Absolutely. Because when put in when put in a situation, Artie's gonna Artie, you just gotta hope Perry can kind of pull back the reins a little bit and say, Hey, 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 remember what you told me? I have I have say, and you hopefully that is that's gonna be the difference. But like I said, you never know. Um, I'm a little surprised we haven't seen Stefanic get called up. We've seen all we need to of uh, Renhifo. I don't know about that. Um, Stefanic is a good story. Stefanik is a guy that is doing good in the minor leagues. But I think I said this a couple podcasts ago. When you are playing in that AAA, the Pacific Coast League, offensive numbers are huge. Anyone can hit for, you know, 20 home runs in that league it's just the way the league is set up the elevation the ballparks the ball absolutely flies out of that out of those ballparks so offensively i don't look at his numbers and honestly i wish i was i wish i was in depth enough with like film study and able to see mechanics and understand what's a good mechanic from a bad mechanic and just break down a swing because then i would be able to tell you well his swing doesn't play in the major leagues or his swing has a lot of holes, but because he's in, the, in, in in Salt Lake, it's going further just because of where they're at. I'm not sure about that, but I know you have to not just look at his results as far as average and power numbers and this and that. You have to look at the mechanics and see if his mechanics play. A perfect example, pitcher, Austin Warren, AAA. I think he almost had a five ERA. Comes to the Angels plays his ass off and has been doing great. So numbers don't always mean everything. I understand what Safonic has been doing is a is a good sign. It's better than a bad sign, but there's always a question of like, well, does that play up? And I'm not sure about that. I don't know enough about that. I hope to get someone on during the offseason to kind of help me with that and what they see and do they see holes in his game? So definitely something that we'll um, be looking for answers for, but I just know I'm not the one that can do it and Maybe he shows up and in in spring training and does take that shortstop position. Who knows? But we'll have to see how that goes. Do you think the Angels should move Trout to right and keep Marsh and Senator It kind of to kind of keep Trout from having to run so much and carry so much ground and, uh, to try to pre- uh, preserve his career. I think they need to do that. And I said this on a podcast before. I just don't know when they're going to do that because Trout has meant so much for this team and this, you can even say community, you know, he's meant so much for everybody that you kind of, I feel like you owe it to Trout to where he'll make that move. I think when he's ready, I think he's the type of guy that knows when he's ready for that move. If he comes out in 2022 and says, I want to play center field. That's my position. I think you need to give that to him just because of the fact he's Mike Trout and the MVPs and the silver sluggers, the all-star games, the all-star game MVPs, all that stuff. I think as an organization, you owe it to him to at least put him out there at the beginning of the year. Yes. You would love to preserve his career. And yes, I think at some point that move to a corner outfield spot will happen. That, that move for March to go to center will happen. But I think you do owe the respect to trout for everything he's done for this team to, if he wants to be center fielder, you let him be center fielder and just, Hopefully it doesn't hurt. Hopefully it doesn't end up being a bad move. But I, you know, all the respect in the world to trout. When these guys were, you know, there was a lot of blowback I saw when like the Albert thing got he got cut or when um they cut Rojas and all that stuff. I I didn't feel too bad not bad about it, but it's like Okay, these guys have names and that's great, but what have they done for the Angels? You know, what have they done for this team? And honestly, they haven't done a whole lot. So I didn't feel like terrible about it, but I do think Trout is that guy where he's done everything he can for this team. He's done, he's given his all. And if he wants to play center field starting the season next year, you go out there and you let him start in center field. I mean, that's, that is, um, I Think that's that's an easy, easy answer right there. I think if he wants to play, you let him play. If he says it's up to us or gives it up to the manager and the all them, then you yeah, you do move him. But I don't know, you he uh very true. He he's done so much for this organization that ultimately it's his call. Yeah, you know, as soon as he says, you know what, I'm I'm gonna leave it in your guys' hands, and yeah, I think you do move him. I mean, all the greats have done it, like Tori did it for trout, so Trout's been in that situation before too. So I'm sure once he has that feeling where he can't run down the ball like he used to, or he can't cover as much ground as he used to, I think Trout's the type of guy to to look at himself in the mirror and say, yeah, it's time for me to move to right or move to left or wherever. Um, And and obviously Marsh is that easy plug-in guy right now that can play center field at any point. So um, he's done so much for the team. Trout has been the angel's face um god for so long now i mean he's 30 we're talking about him when he was coming up when he was like 21 20 years old so you know damn near 10 years so he he gets that call and i I, and and whether it helps the team or not i at a certain point i do think you owe it to him to just let him make that call himself so um, i'm really iffy about the season we'll go next year when i have high hopes for a season it flops yeah i think a lot of people always feel that way but um one thing someone used to tell me when I played football, and one thing you know I would tell people when I coached football, was that you can have a great year, but only one team is going to win it all. Only one team is going to be happy with how that's with with how the season ended. Um, I think for the Angels right now, and I said at the beginning of the podcast, and I'll kind of um, finish up here. This team, as we sit September twenty second, twenty twenty one. I feel that we are in a better spot as Angel fans as Angel organization as you know better spot than they were in 2022 at this very same spot. I think they have better, you know, young pitchers. I think we finally know what Otani's capable of and it's out of this freaking world. Um but man, I I I think we just <clears throat> I think I, I think next year again injuries man, injuries injuries and there's no way to predict them there's no way to honestly in a lot of ways um if a dude runs into a wall he runs into the wall there's no way to kind of protect yourself from them in certain situations so we'll see how it goes uh level Tani times a thousand but we can get the most for him via trade there's no trade in the world you can put together unless you can get like a four or five team trade together um yeah that. Otani's untouchable. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to do that at all. So um, again, I want to thank everyone for jumping on. Um, I think we uh, uh, for jumping on, Uh, bro, we can sit here and talk about injuries all we want. Every team deals with the injuries. Yes. Every team deals with injuries, but not every team has the depth to deal with them in the same way. And I think finally, Angels have a little bit more depth in their farm system to where when a guy gets injured, you don't have a drastic drop-off. Every team does. Again, every team does have injuries. Not every team has the farm system or the depth in the organization to deal with them in the same way. And it seems like finally the Angels have a little bit of that. Like I mentioned before, you signed a couple guys through free agency pitching-wise, you now have more depth. Now you don't have to rely on some of these younger guys to pitch. Um, a a hundred uh, innings This next year you know if they come And do spot starts here and there and be fresh And be ready for a, a longer push towards The offseason so I Definitely think this team's in a better position yes Injuries happen to everyone you are not able To deal with Injuries all the same though I think that's the biggest Difference So with that being said um, This will probably End up being my last podcast for The season um, Going to a family wedding next weekend um, finally moving into my own place, our own place, me and my wife, the, uh, pretty much Why when we get back the last couple of days of the season. So this will probably be the last podcast for the season, unless something crazy happens or I'm able to get a couple, uh, guys on to talk a little bit, but with that being said, I want to thank all the listeners out there. I want to thank everyone that's watched and listened and subscribed, rate, reviewed and all that. I want to thank all you guys. Um, personally, this has been a really difficult season for myself not just what's been what's going on with the angels and the ups and downs with that but when you sit here and you lose a friend like we lost johnny mag beginning begin the year the season the games the losses the wins don't mean as much to you or don't hurt you as much when you have a loss like we had earlier this year and i know this podcast has Sound different has kind of been a little bit different going through these last, you know, handful of months. I want to thank Chris for jumping on. I want to thank Mike Brown for jumping on. I want to thank all the guests we've had jump on. But the biggest thing is that I want to thank Johnny for making this a podcast that even if we only get 10 listeners or we get 2,000 listeners or whatever. It is definitely something that has been a fun part of my life and to go through this whole season without Johnny has been a struggle, has been a huge loss in my life, my fandom life, my personal life, all that stuff. So, um, this has definitely been a huge, huge difficult year for us. So, um, I want to thank all the people that have been, have jumped on, um, I highly recommend if you just started listening to this podcast this season, go back in our archives. Everything is archived out. During the pandemic, Johnny put together some really good. Um, Johnny and myself put together some really good episodes talking about like the all-time Angels team or all-time, um, you know, prospects of the Angels and stuff like that through the past. So go back and listen to it because Johnny did know his stuff. Johnny loved this team. Johnny had so much knowledge of. Angels teams passed, not just a guy that decided to, yeah, hey, they won the 2002 world series. Let's jump on the, let's jump on this bandwagon. No Johnny was there from his day one since he was born. So um, like I said, this would probably be my last podcast of the season, the end of a very, very emotional, very, very tough season. And I'm not even talking about what, what happened on the field. And, Again, I want to thank Chris, I want to thank Mike, I want to thank all you guys that have been listening, um, subscribing, interacting. I can't tell you how much that means to to me. Um to see numbers and and just that people are still there, you know, and and um yeah, so I just I want to thank everyone from absolutely the bottom of my heart for making this podcast making this you know i'm still on instagram live making this almost like a therapy session making it an outlet for me where you know you when you don't have the support you used to and, and that was the biggest thing between me and johnny was like we would push each other to do better we would push each other to um think of the next good idea or we would have each other's back if this or that happened, and when you lose that uh motivation and when you lose that other half it's, it it gets hard it, it it does so um for everyone out there that enjoyed it and sent kind words I, I I there's no way I can I can tell you um what it means and and this season I wish it didn't end this way I wish it was better but this season has been completely dedicated to Johnny the founder the man behind the behind the idea of the All Angels podcast. This season has been dedicated to him, and I just hope he's you know looking down and is able to say that myself, Chris, um, whoever jumped on, did a good job, and 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 he's proud of it. Because at the end of the day, that's that's what I hope the most—not how much numbers we get, or who is listening, or who retweets or who likes this or that you know i i hope he does i hope he's looking down and he's proud so sorry to get too emotional towards the end but the season is ending and like i said it's been a crazy season so i want to thank everyone again on instagram live you can follow us at halo underscore haven on twitter and on instagram um like i said once we get to the off season i'm definitely gonna take a little bit of time for myself regroup and um hopefully come out with something you know continue to get better because this has been a a transition year a rebuilding year as angel fans we know about rebuilding years and hopefully we're able to, to build off of this so um again follow us subscribe rate review um tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend because through your words this is how it grows so um thank you everyone for the kind words i really appreciate it um Next time you hear from me, more than likely we will be in the offseason. God, who knows what the hell is going to happen there. But again, thank you very much. I am Dan Garcia, and this has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. percent mm